Phil's Breakfast Metal, episode 30. For this episode, um, me and Rob have been seeing loads of local bands recently over like the last, I guess, six months or so. Quite a lot of them today, actually. Yeah, so. yeah fair, fair <laughs> amount of them this afternoon. But um, we thought it'd be really nice to do a local scene report, basically. So we're based in Bristol, which is like West Country, you know, down near the bottom of England. And... Bristol has been on and off with scene. Like we've had some great bands over the years, but when I first like moved here about eight years ago, it was completely wall to wall metalcore bands. Mm. And not that I, like I'm not the biggest metalcore fan. I don't really have a problem with that, but it was a lack of variety. The thing I've noticed mm. in the last like twelve, eighteen months, we've been getting more and more weird and wonderful bands coming in, like, like mm. stuff which. Um, I think it's got a really bright future. Bands where I think something really interesting is happening. So what we're going to cover today are uh, like about ten of the like the best ones we've seen in the last few months, and they, they do cross in and out of metal, obviously, because you go to a yeah. big a big show. There's going to be a couple of rock bands on that bill. Mm. There's going to be a couple of more extreme ones. That's kind of the way it works. Yeah. So we, they won't all stick in the genre, but I think most listeners to this are pretty open-minded so hopefully you'll join us for us yeah have some rock bands who play in drop a so if you, if you can't yeah. really get into that then <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so the first one we're going to play uh we're going to like cover um are segvera who are like one part bristol based two part mexico based yeah um, I, I guess the other thing worth saying is sort of in bristol it's sort of a hub for the southwest of the uk so you get you'll get any bands from bath or any area surrounding bristol because if you're going to play in this area bristol's probably the best place to come to yeah we've got the maybe most maybe cardiff but even then you'd probably come to bristol a lot of the time mm-hmm. but yeah so segvera essentially um imagine that russian circles kind of sound yeah. like apocalyptic instrumental music mm, stuff where mm. because of the lack of vocals they have so much more space for yeah. more horror essentially yeah well and they, and they use a lot of samples as well and when we saw one of the things that like really got me they had essentially the bass player had a Donald Trump pedal um, but they did, <laughs> and, and it's it sort of seems like a quite a cheap thing for a metal band to do is to sample Donald Trump because it's, it's such an easy target but they did it so well because they built up this whole song around it to this sort of you know sinister feel um and again focusing on stuff you know at the border between the u.s and mexico bringing in these like things that he's saying and making the music political in a way which is genuinely exposing the horror of some of these ideas which was really really effective because it played into the sinister atmosphere of the music and essentially they've done a bit of a cassette boy thing with it where they're slightly remixed trump speeches so they make them sound even more evil but they would drop them at perfect moments so they have a really despite being like a free piece they all have these gigantic pedal boards. Yeah. So they, they have a lot of scope between moving from super quiet to hugely loud, like mm. total crushing. Like to an extent, I got a similar vibe from Amon Ra, like the, yeah, the amazing yeah. um, hardcore band, where they you get moments of like absolute quiet and then into these like just huge like destructive riffs yeah and then you'll have sort of really beautiful moments as well because it reminded me in parts of bands like monkey three where Mm. you just have these absolutely phenomenal like melodic guitar sections but then the thing i really liked about Sigvera is they took it to the other extreme and had these like destructive bits as well where you take a sort of stoner or doom riff and just like push it with some amazing instrumentation and 
you know, all this access to all these different effects to fill out that space that might normally be filled out by a vocalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was a very interesting, like, it was only a half hour set, but it really had a lot of going on dynamically. And yeah. for a relatively new band, I couldn't believe the kind of scope of their writing. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, the thing it really did well, because instrumental music is such a hard thing to pull off. Mm. Like a lot mm. of bands make a mistake of too many solos. They yeah. basically didn't really do a lot of leads, as far as I remember. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. all kind of very contained, very riff-focused, but and very atmosphere-focused. And still have that progression within the songs as well, because, you know, if you take a normal song and strip out all the vocals, it will be left feeling a little empty. So it's a real art form to fill up a song when it's mainly riff-driven, and, you know, that's why you put solos in, because you think there has to be something here which is leading mm. it. But managing to do that with just the riffs is amazing. Like, I don't know how you write stuff like that. That's really, really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, so far, they I think their only recording is they have a live EP, just like this tiny kind of free track thing, which is free for download on Bandcamp, and really solid sounding. Like, it doesn't sound live. It does it's, sound... It sounds incredible. It sounds like a studio release, because we were just talking, and I listened to some of it and thought, oh, that must be a studio because of the, you know, the quality of the sound, and yeah, it is a live EP. Yeah, and it, I think it gives a really good hint of where the band are going. There's mm-hmm. someone I really want to see you get a full-length album, because the live EP touches on what they're doing, but they don't have any of the samples in it, or there is samples, but they're not yeah. the ones they're currently using. And the songs are really good, but there's certainly more coming. Mm. I mean, they're a band who would really suit a full album. Like, a full runtime is what you need to, for this kind of atmosphere. But this is a great start point. And as I say, it's completely free. It's about 12 minutes long, so mm. totally worth giving a listen. Yeah, they seem to be getting some really good tours as well. We're going to be seeing them later this year supporting Elder as well, which is mm. really great, who released a phenomenal album. Well, it's not all. I think they're just playing the Bristol Day. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, but but still, like you know, they've been on some other tours with, I think, Venom Sabathi and some other bands as well, which is really, really cool. So hopefully these guys are really going places. And from their Facebook, I think they just played a huge gig in Mexico where oh. like, there was a massive crowd for them. So, yeah, like, that's fantastic. But they're definitely one of those awesome up-and-coming things I'm just really proud to have in the local scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... We're going to play from their, I believe, debut EP. Um, This is the second track, Carvosa. Thank you. 
accretion of sensory experience and feeling. Program with total assurance that we are each somebody. When in fact, everybody's nobody. I think the honorable thing for our species to do is deny our programming. Stop reproducing. Walk hand in hand into extinction. One last midnight, brothers and sisters opting out of a raw deal. saw them first before we've seen them a couple of times now but uh we saw them with Segvera and uh, mm. the guys from the band kindly put on this gig um this is a much older band from the local scene this is Doomicidal who I think are more Bath based but like, you know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter too much for overall and driving distance yeah. um these guys play an incredibly stripped back like old Sabbath-y sound yeah it's sort of old Sabbath mixed of just sort of psychedelic influences mm. but then like a little bit of like you can feel the roots of slightly more modern sort of stoner or doom within there as well but yeah it's the sort of thing you'd imagine going to a sabbath gig and you might see these guys in support because they've yeah. heard how cool sabbath are and have decided to do that the, the difference they have and this is the thing i've noticed quite commonly with bands doing those kind of sabbathy like old school sabbathy mm. riffs is they don't do the drumming. This seems to be a really common theme of like, it's way more metal drumming. It's not like yeah, crazy yeah, jazz. Definitely. It's, um, it's one of those things that, that pretty much no one has been able to replicate what Billboard does. And if you if you really listen to the old Sabbath records and you watch some of the old live videos as well, you can sort of understand why the man is a machine. But it, I think I think Doomicidal worked really well with that more stripped back feel because a lot of their riffs are very open and sinister in that sort of doom way mm. uh, and the best thing they have is these just these really sinister riffs um and it's really nice to hear that stripped back you know just a bass the guitar and drums just doing this thing that sounds like apocalyptic early sabbath yeah yeah actually the band they really put me in mind of is reverend bizarre 
Because they've yes. got they've got that same yeah, kind of, yeah. and it's it's the same three member kind of setup. Mm. One of the very interesting things as well, speaking to their guitarists, is I think the guitarist's entire setup, including amp and guitar, costs about hundred pounds, yeah. which is incredible because <laughs> he gets quite a good noise out of he it. He gets like, a really good noise, a really nice tone. He found his amp in a skip, managed to like <laughs> fix it up. It works fine, and like it actually produces a great sound. I don't really. Lo- yeah, I just like that because it's DIY as fuck. Oh, it's, it's metal as fuck as well. Just find amp and a skip and make it work. Mm. Um, but then they've they've got a sort of thing where they've almost got like punk style vocals at some points as well. Their guitar player does this almost like punky Sabbathy thing over some of the stuff, and then their bass player Roger sometimes does some vocals as well. Which I was comparing to sounding a bit like Metatron from the Meads of Asphodel. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not quite as brutal, but yeah, it's like the kind of low rumbling, mm. like almost clean voice. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And that I, mean, I think we're going to be playing this song, but that really comes through on the song Colossus. Um, mm. Which, yeah, it just gives it, it. I think it's the lyrics are uh, it takes two parts to make one whole or something to that effect. And with these riffs, which have so much space to just breathe, with you know a relatively simple drum beat underneath, which just gives it this air of sort of, I guess, anticipation if you don't really know what's coming next. And the combination of the lyrics with the sinisterness of what they're playing just puts you on edge. And I really like that. But at the same time, it's really catchy, sort of like psychedelic early heavy metal rock music yeah because when you say the vocals have got a reminiscence of punk it's like the first wave of punk yes. in there as well yeah, so yeah. it has this thing of like this is sitting somewhere neatly between like late 70s early 80s mm. sound yeah yeah and, and that's really cool like I, I really enjoy some good throwback stuff like that they've got one debut EP called Spawn in Hell which mm. is pretty solid but I believe yeah. they're recording more now and I think like many of the bands will cover first attempt was good What's coming in the future is going to be yeah. a lot better, I'm sure, because like, like almost everything we're covering today, live it works better yes. because yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to nail it first time, especially mm. if you don't like you know, like a lot of bands put together a first demo, first EP on not the biggest budget in the world, so. When you catch it live, that's what the sound's meant to yeah, be like. Yeah, you at home have a lot of bands that you get that actual heaviness that you get live, which is sometimes, unless you really know what you're doing and put a big amount of budget in, it's really hard to get on a studio thing. But when it's live, it, it has so much more energy and heaviness to it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think from this one, we're going to play the opener to Spawn in Hell. This is Colossus, the only track on the album, or EP, that Roger does vocals for. The rest mm. sound quite different. So if you enjoy this, go give the rest of it a look. Yeah.
yes, yeah, so the next band we're going to get to, uh, unfortunately Rob's never actually caught these guys live. They were meant to be playing today, but uh, ended up having to pull out. This is the very interesting, um, like probably not metal band. I think they're more kind of rooted in kind of prog rock. Um, this yeah, is, yeah, I think I'd say that. Yeah, this is the band Franklin Mint. Um they're a very interesting group. And they're another band, like, a bit older than a lot of the bands we're covering today. But so inventive. They are extremely inventive. Like, I don't have a huge reference pool for this kind of music. But they put me in mind of Mr. Bungle yes. if it was less crazed. Like, yeah. like, like, it's still weird, but they kind of pulled it into more normal song structures. We still yeah. have kind of quite yeah. verse-chorusy songs. They're just bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with um, really bizarre lyrics and sort of themes throughout the song. With, yeah, like, really, very sort of, like, stripped-back proggy guitar riffs. And that's mm. a weird way of saying it, but from the stuff I've listened to, it's not sort of all over the place with sort of weird solos and completely crazy sort of um, time signatures and stuff coming in. It's more just sort of slightly odd riffing. Mm. And it's uh, really driven, because they're, they're a four-piece with just a vocalist... Um, Guy plays guitar and sometimes keyboard, and then drummer and bass player. And the drummer and bass player really drive it because you don't have the overpowering thing you have in a lot of metal bands of two mm. guitars. Like the bass player gets loads of time to shine, and he's a fantastic bass player. Yeah. And I think it's what gives that kind of like Mr. Bungle vibe. Is yes. that the yeah, bass yeah. is so front and center and always interesting, if not like massively technical. It's just mm. well written, well put together. And actually, I spoke to the singer, and he was saying originally they were a band with two guitarists, oh, and then okay. changed yeah. up to being this kind of like more stripped back sound. And I think it works so much better. This kind of real bass drive to it. Yeah, gives it... yeah. It's it's rare to see the bass sort of taking that center stage. And I think a lot of that is having two guitars gives you this crazy power. But sometimes you can end up having the bass a bit lost. And when you can really hear it and it's driving half of the song forwards alongside the guitar, you get a very different sound. Mm. Uh, like, as Rob kind of touched on, the lyrics and vocal <laughs> delivery are fascinating. The band they most put me in mind of is Earls of Mars, who yeah, we've covered years ago yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. It's not quite as all over the place as Earls of Mars is, uh, with the sort of crazy <laughs> screams that Harry Armstrong does, but... It's certainly that that's like weird, irreverent delivery mm. of things. Um, and lyrics like, not the bees, not the bees, which is stuck <laughs> in my head permanently at the moment. Um, yeah, they, they do manage to come up with very catchy choruses. Extremely, the, yeah. The, the lyrics are like these weird, kind of slightly poetic stories with a lot of a lot of humour about them. Yeah. And like the band, if you look up like their YouTube channel or whatever, like... They have amazing music videos. Yeah, like, they really do. Very low budget, but like really funny. Very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very fun. And, you know, like sort of taking stock footage and stuff to match it, but doing it in a way which is actually really entertaining. Mm. Like this band has a fantastic sense of humour, and I think I really like that in the kind of rock and metal. Like not taking yourself deadly seriously yeah, yeah. can really work. And it, for this band, it's put together so well in this, yeah. And managing to put it together with like really solid music as well. I think that's one of the things which a lot of comedy bands, I won't name any of them, that sometimes annoy me is that it relies a little bit too much on the gimmick of it being funny. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and if these things really shine when you mix having you know entertaining lyrics and concepts and videos alongside music that's really enjoyable and still has depth for you to explore, because yeah. then, then you have not only the sort of content of it in terms of humour, but you also have the music itself, which you can keep exploring and keep getting more out of as you listen to it. 
Because, like, as much as they, those I say, they have amusing lyrics, they're not comedic as a band. The songs are immensely complex. Yeah, they're, like, yeah, yeah. really solidly written. So they've, re- like, very recently released their, I believe, debut album, Scratch. I think that's how they meant to say it. Um, <laughs> which is really solid. Like, it's ten tracks. They all kind of stick to this kind of, like, four-minute-long kind of style. They're, it's... it's They've certainly got a kind of sound to them. They don't mm. veer off too randomly. Like, they, it's a really tight album, and it is pretty much good start to finish. Like, I did, I found it like catchy and engaging the whole way through, which like for a debut put together like this is really incredible. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, because again, as we were saying, with your first show, you don't always. You know, when you play with a band for long enough, you sort of get an idea of the things that work and the things that don't and how you bring this across, particularly in the studio setting. But for a first album to get that, um, I unfortunately haven't given the whole thing a listen yet, which I, which, <laughs> I, which I will do. So I'm talking from listening to a few of the singles. But As I say, because yeah. Rob hadn't caught them live, and like live is where this band shined. Like, I think I watched, I was about a song in, and I was like, oh no, I'm sold. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, I like these guys a lot. So yeah, no, I was really the pause of seeing today, but you know, you can't always... It sometimes you have to pull out these things. It's not always the easiest. Yeah, yeah. But it, as I say, brilliant band, really worth checking out. They certainly like as much as I made comparisons to other bands. They are unique, and yeah. that that's the the real huge selling point. And will be with a few of the bands we're covering today. Mm. Um, it was hard to choose one from this album, but I think we're going to play a bit of uh, Silk Line Coffin.
Okay, so the next, um, well, I guess artists we're covering, definitely a complete departure for metal. Mm. Um, don't worry, there's some heavy stuff at the end for those <laughs> of you who are not so into it. But this is an amazing artist who works under the name New Haunts. So this is definitely in your kind of, I guess, goth rock, post rock, synth wave yeah, kind so, of. Yeah, synth wave, dark sort of ambient synth wave kind of stuff. If yeah. You- if you get into weird bits of Volva, you could probably get into parts of this, I think. That was the thing that it puts me in mind of when I listen to it. Yeah, coming from a metal perspective, we are so ignorant of this, <laughs> this kind oh, of sound. Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, so this is a one-woman project uh, fronted by Alice, who used to be in the very short-lived ghost story, hence New Haunts. I literally only worked that out like it's, a day ago. It's a really fun little transition. <laughs> but yeah, so that was like a five-piece uh, goth rock band, um, which was far more on that kind of like Sisters of Mercy vein with a like, mm. super chorus-driven bass guitar. And like, so Alice where was just a front person trading off vocals with Florian, who also had an amazing voice, but a bit lower. Mm. So Alice has taken us out on her own, dropped the whole kind of band with drummer and so on, and gone for the sound, which is basically just... Uh, a small amount of program drums and a lot of very ambient sounding synths. Yeah. And when I say program drums, it's not in that kind of trying to be a drummer. This is just a very, mainly a very specific snare sound. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it's it's very much tuned for that to be the sound that's there, particularly combined with the synths. Real drums would sound out of place on this style of album, and I think this is a perfect use of program drums. Mm. It gives a very specific atmosphere that you would be would be much harder to create with a like you know standard acoustic drum kit like you'd certainly do it but i think it works perfectly for this style of music and with the mm. haunting sort of vocals over the top you have this ambient backdrop and then these like really powerful but also haunting vocals in i guess new haunts but yeah like it carries that power with it yeah totally so obviously because it's that much more stripped back the singer is having to work so hard like they yeah, yeah. they need to cover so much ground because there isn't that much else here. Not in a bad way, but like, so Alice's vocals totally shine on this mm. so much. Like, she has an incredible range. She can hit some super yeah, high stuff, yeah. but also she just weird, interesting ideas. No, this is this their her latest album is, I believe, ten tracks, nine or ten tracks, yeah. and it's different the whole way through. But the amount of different vocal approaches, different like ways of delivering things, and it all works. It it's all really impressive. And just as Rob was saying, it sounds scary. It sounds unnerving throughout. It has that distinct atmosphere to the whole thing. And and I think that's one of the things which I really like about music in general. It's what gets me into, you know, extreme black metal. And it's the same thing that's in here. It has this really distinct atmosphere that you get from the entire album. And you just get that emotional connection to it, which makes it really special. Yeah, yeah. I I really did think this was, like, this amazed me at quite how good it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I first... uh, First saw New Haunts live in a crypt, and it was incredible. <laughs> metal as fuck. So he's just someone essentially with a microphone and a, mostly a backing track, but like a kind of like drum pad nearby. And the fact she has so much presence while doing this, mm. I mean, I guess it's hard not to have a certain degree of presence, <laughs> presence when you're in a crypt. In a crypt yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was truly incredible because you got this amazing kind of. Re- like reverberating around the room but this album kind of catches a lot of that it has that sinisterness it has that kind of all-encompassing sound like the snare has this super aggressive tone to it yeah which i feel is very much like it gives me a vibe like 
distant artillery. Like, you know, you get yes, the, like, yeah, <laughs> that sort of echoing, like, expansive sound which just fills out everything from it. And I guess, like, with something like this, that makes a huge difference because because you have you don't have the full band instrumentation mm. going on having something like that which then almost feels to like echo out across the mix works so well yeah and and the synths are really cleverly composed like mm. although they're never that all over the place like there is enough variation going on them mm. and they like by themselves would set up a very weird atmosphere like and there's a lot of variation in tones and sounds like and it's done really good work of choosing and putting together amazing different tones to this kind of stuff. Like, I think that's the, if you're going to use synths, that's what you have yeah. to do is come up with new stuff. And yeah, like she's done it to a T here. So her debut album is called Worlds Left Behind. And it's absolutely excellent. Like, yeah. it is a really, really strong start point. And actually, I think it's really built on Ghost Story to do something more interesting, more original. Um, and yeah, and I think if you are into your atmospheric music, check this out. Because again, it's as we've said, it's an area of music we are way less familiar <laughs> yeah. with than we are with, say, Swedish death metal. So, you know, but, it, but it's really worth checking out. It's always nice to hear things from different genres of music. And I feel this could definitely appeal to people who get that atmospheric style of music. Yeah, no, you're totally right. So we're going to play a little bit from the opening of that album. This is Ingrained. <laughs> I can't believe it now, but I can see 
So, in a similar vein, actually, uh, the next band we're going to cover is uh, another Bristol-based one. This is Nort. Nort have a interesting connection with New Haunts in that their bass player was in Ghost Story and has carried over from that that amazing chorus-driven bass tone. Mm. This band are really in that kind of post-punk goth rock sound and they have truly engaged like that 80s tone. Like yeah. their, their debut EP, uh, Raise the Lights, Sounds like it was recorded in the 80s. Uh, yeah, but phenomenally produced as well. Like The sound mm. on this is wonderful. The guitar tone is top-notch, as is the bass. And like the drum recording is well, fantastic, as are the vocals. I'm amazed that this is the sort of first thing to come out of stuff like this. So this is um, actually, yeah, much like Ghost Story, a five-piece band. Um, so you've got a singer, synth player, bass, drums, guitar, and it is that complete like classic goth rock package, like... Really, really well constructed songs that build to great big catchy mm. choruses, but still has that nice sinister edge running throughout. Yes, yeah, yeah. That that's the thing I really noticed about it because it has that much more traditional of bands like rock feel than something like New Haunts does, but it carries that sinisterness to it, mm. which is what make again goff something I'm much less familiar with makes it really interesting. It just has that atmosphere and it marries it with that sort of like rock which is a bit more catchy which makes it even more sinister because you sort of like uh, I mean this sounds sort of like a normal rock band oh but it sounds weird and a bit evil as well which is great yeah yeah totally Um, so it's led by like vocalist Gavin who sings in in kind of you know that traditional style of it's a nice low voice Mm. but still can really put the power in for the choruses and he very good at crafting lyrics like the, the lyrics this album are immensely catchy but still have that kind of weird slightly ritualist vibe to them yeah yeah and that that's coupled really nicely with um th- this band is a very complete package of the artwork's brilliant like yes. yeah, all yeah. the artwork is done i think believe in house by members of the band like mm. um and it all looks it's all very hand-drawn kind of stuff and mm. it gives a nice edge that yeah, this this band just feels like a hugely complete package. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like it, it feels thematic. When you listen to the album and you look at the artwork, you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I would expect from this. It's all sort of tonally consistent. Mm, mm. And yeah, so this is a debut EP. It's a five-track thing and it's very much of that kind of short, traditionally structured songs. But they're all catchy. All yes. five songs have, yeah, yeah. As, as Rob mentioned, brilliant tone throughout. But they all have great build-ups to them. Mm. Um, really tastefully added synth as well. Yeah. This is not synth that's completely drenching the whole mix. It's very kind of small stabs of it in the right place to give something else to kind of, you know, cover up where oh, like a second guitar might be needed mm. or so on. Mm. And it's all that kind of, the you know, classic super chorus-driven tone. The guitar sounds so beautifully easy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's all expertly played. And actually, I think one of the things they make that's quite interesting with this is they've used a real drummer with a very real drum sound yeah. rather than going for that more yeah. programmed or electric kit sound. And this drummer's great. Yes, yeah. And there's a part of me as someone who learned drummers first who always wants there to be a real drummer. And it's a big fight for me to accept that actually in a lot of cases... Oh, like with New Horns, actually program drums is better. Yeah. And, and yeah. it actually works better. But I really love it when people make an acoustic drum kit sound work because it gives it this live energy, which is almost impossible to recreate properly. 
Um, but managing to make that work of this sort of sound just, yeah, it gives it this extra little thing that it normally wouldn't have, but still manages to keep that sort of sinister edge intact. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, having seen them live, the real drum kit, that kind of sound, mm. it just drives this in a way you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah. And th these guys are an incredibly proficient live unit. They have the look, they have the sound, like, it, this is just perfect this genre it's exactly what you'd want from it um and yeah they've been lucky enough as well to recently go on like kind of uk and ireland tour supporting grave mm. pleasures who oh, yeah, obviously yeah. another band kind of in this genre who um fronted by uh cavort or oh, is it cavort the, the the original vocalist of code yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah i can never kind of pronounce it but, <laughs> but yeah that guy so yeah so like you know they're mixing with you know, this kind of... Because this, this genre seems to be making a massive resurgence mm, yeah, recently. Yeah. And if they're mixing with kind of, you know, the bands that are apparently pushing it forward, it's a really good sign. But as I say, this debut EP I found incredibly impressive. Yeah. I couldn't believe quite how... Nailing a tone that well on your first EP, again, like... And to be so well written, to be just unbelievably catchy throughout the entire thing. There wasn't there wasn't a weak song on it it's all just yep you've managed to get that exactly right how have you done that five times in a row <laughs> yeah yeah so again much like everything we've mentioned before I think definitely looking to the future of these, this band like I think they're going to go from strength to strength they keep up this level of quality um, yeah so from their EP Raise the Lights we're going to play a bit of I'm Here
so the next part of this episode, we're going to be talking about a particular competition uh, which has been running in Bristol. It runs across the rest of the UK as well. Uh, it's called Metal to the Masses, which is a great name. Um, and it's basically about getting bands from across the UK, who are sort of more underground metal bands, along to play a really big festival in the UK, which is Bloodstock Festival, which Phil and I have been to. Phil's been there several times. I've been there. It's my, f- my first really big festival I've ever been to. Fantastic <laughs> I've festival. I've been there nine times. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That should tell you all you need to know. Bloodstock, uh, this year's headline by Judas Priest. So Judas Priest, yeah. Emperor playing it, Cannibal Corpse, yeah. Gojira. It's it's a really solid festival. Lineup. We've seen, there's so many bands at the Sophie Lancaster stage. We normally spend time at, which is fantastic. But they have... Uh, they have the smaller Jägermeister stage and they have the New Blood stage. And the New Blood stage tends to be the one where you get bands from the Metal to the Masses competition. So it works and you have several heats. Bands go through from the heats to the semi-finals to the finals. One band from the finals. So we've had a competition here in Bristol. There's one in London. I think there's one in uh, Wales. There's one in Birmingham. It's all there's across the about UK. about 15 of them. There's a whole bunch of them. And the bands which get through uh, through the final and it's done by a mix of sort of in some of them, it starts with, I think, 50-50 of audience vote and judges, and then it's 70-30 audience vote and judges, and then it's just judges by the end. The band which is judged to be the best, or the best suited to Bloodstock, or the favourite of the judges, goes through, and they play Bloodstock, which is awesome, because you get some amazing exposure for tiny little bands. Like, if you come along and really impress everyone, maybe you'll just play a few of the shows, but even then, you'll get to rub shoulders with some awesome other bands and get this really nice sort of scene culture emerging. We say, oh, there's all this great stuff. So what we wanted to do is go through some of the bands that we've seen that we thought, yeah, this is really worth talking about. Yeah. This is so, really cool. So of the Bristol Metal to the Masters competition, uh, me and Rob made it to three of the six heats. So we've yes. seen basically one of each round, essentially. Mm. We've, we're like Today we have come straight from the final straight to from record final. this. So this is the sweatiest episode of Phil's yeah, Metal We've had ever. to close the windows and it's <laughs> fucking stinks in here. Yeah. I do apologise. I bet you probably smell it over the audio recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the first band we want to cover, I'm going to let Rob introduce, so yeah. we don't, <laughs> so he can pronounce the name wrong. So I'm really sorry to you guys. I really hope I get this right. Hi Mario, I think that is the correct pronunciation. Spelt H A E M A R I A. This is a really, um, this is one of those bands as well where they very much fit in that kind of like, is this quite metal category? Yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things where like you can get into endless arguments over the border of genres, and ultimately it's just sort of pointless. You know, there's so much of this stuff on the internet. So this isn't a productive discussion. We're not furthering anything by doing this. But um, and Maria, and again, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Are a I would liken them most to sort of a slightly more aggressive version of like grunge music. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, with sort of like, uh, it's again, grunge is a difficult one because it encompasses so many different things. Um, but sort of like uh, the earlier, like earlier Nirvana, but not with the really aggressive sort of screamed vocals and stuff like that. Um, but it's got that sort of, um, I guess, slightly distorted um, singing tone to it, but mm. still with a very clear voice through it. Mm. Um, but then the thing that really sets this apart in my mind is the instrumentation here, which is much yes, more complex yes. than something you would normally find in a grunge band like Nirvana. Um, 
think their drummer's name is Oscar. He's wonderful. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic so drum player, like doing some really, really cool grooves over some of this, um, and some great bass playing as well with this really nice sort of grungy guitar tone over the top. So for me, it sort of takes grunge and then goes, yeah, but we could do this with some really good instrumentation as well. And like making it ultra progressive. This yes. band like are so brave with the amount of stop starts, yeah. like yeah, yeah. kind of uh, moving from a very heavy section to a very light section, mm. and like good build ups and build ups because like, they they very much come across as a rock band for most of the set but they will build to something massively heavy and suddenly the drummer will let loose with a flurry yeah, of double yeah. kicks. You're like, oh God, you, you guys aren't metal enough to do this. They'll have a few really heavy riffs. You're like, God, how did, they, how did they fit this sort of fit in here? But it works really well. And again, the vocalist sort of really pushes his voice at these points to get more distorted as it comes on and more aggressive versus these... I guess, yeah, sort of more softly sung parts. And they manage to vary that tone really nicely and really organically through it. Mm. It never feels like, even when you have these stop-start stop, sections, it never feels too abrupt. It feels like part of the natural progression of the song, which works really well. And they get a huge sound because they're another three-piece. So they have mm. a guitarist slash singer, bass player, drummer, and they get so much out of this, like with use of actually a very small amount of pedals, like yeah, a lot of yeah, very yeah. guitar tones and like int- really interesting, intricate bass work. Like it's a really complete package. Mm. Like not the easiest band in the world to sell because they are complex and weird. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I think I'd stress weird more than anything else. They're a band yeah. I find very hard to place. It should be pointed out as well that they do have a song they played live a few times where their drummer's done some vocals as well. Mm, um, mm. With a sort of, you know, mic craned over the drum kit. And, like, he can sing fantastically. And managing to match this, particularly in a live setting where doing something like that's really hard while continuing to play drums uh, is really, really impressive. And it locks together really nicely. just adds this little extra element for this, you know, three-piece. You manage to get so much out of it, but then add these additional vocal elements in. Which, again, yeah, just makes them weird. That's not something you see very often in a band like this. No, completely. And um, so we're going to play a song from them a bit, but um, it should be stated, the live setting is where they excel. So we, yes. we've both yeah, got a copy yeah. of their debut EP. Yeah. It's really good. I think also it's meant to be showcasing their mellower stuff. I think they're recording yes. some heavier stuff soon. I could be wrong about that. But, like, the EP is good. It's really solidly put together. But it just doesn't sound as huge as they do live. Yeah, I'm amazed. Every, well, we've seen them a few times now. And every time we see them, like, the huge sound they get blows me away every time. Yeah. It's so much bigger than it has any right to be. Because I think the thing that's really sort of a slight problem with the EP is it doesn't capture the drummer. It, it yeah. doesn't get, like, that drummer is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, the other two are great, <laughs> but... That drummer always, like, I was completely amazed by every time I've seen him. Yeah, it's, it's almost that thing we were talking about it earlier, like that sort of Sabbath effect where you have this weird thing going on in the background which just drives things in a way which is quite hard to pin down. And yeah, he's definitely really impressive in that respect. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're a band I'm so excited to see more from because yeah. they're engaging this ultra kind of prog element. Yeah. I want to see how they push that further. I yes. really yeah, want to yeah. see what's going to happen when they give them rain to do a full album mm. when when they've got some more songs under their belt this is a band I really expect big things from in the future yeah. like unfortunately they went out in the first round of the competition completely yeah. I have no understanding how again but. again like tough heats uh, this year in general has been really really impressive because uh, you know, I've been to Metal to the Masses a lot in the past and this year the 
quality of the band has really, really impressed me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's blowing my mind. Like, the fact that um, this together and interesting mm. could not even get through the first round shows there's some really brilliant stuff there. Yeah. But yeah, one of my personal favourites of all the gigs we've seen. Um, so we're going to play a bit off their uh, debut EP. Um, this is the track Double the Dosage. Trying to find the Iking and I can't sleep Less you double than dosage Sent me spinning I'm not willing To try and do it sober Not become Things I hate are cheap and drunk Smoking Just forget the So, uh, one of the other bands we saw um, during this whole process, actually saw them three times throughout, um, mm-hmm. is the Bristol live staple Aurelius, the Threadmeister Generals. Like, this band <laughs> um, play a kind of mixture of very early Bay Area thrash riffing, yeah. but with a bass player who's got that kind of Steve Harris of Iron Maiden kind of drive, like, mm. finger style, really loud on the mix. Um, all that mixed with 
crazy shredding guitar. Like absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like the the sweep picked passages in every song, which somehow managed to sound really melodic. Yep. Despite like you know, like incredibly technical, super melodic, beautiful guitar tones for all of this. You know, it just adds this layer of like you're watching them, you think, why on earth do I play guitar? How on earth can I live up to this? Because <laughs> then just to rub it in, uh, their guitarist Dan has like a luminous orange, uh, yeah. I believe yeah. Ivan's guitar, yes. and it, it's like it just shows up more where you're just watching. This is like the most of all the bands we're covering. I'd say this is the highest degree of guitar wizardry. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. like with lots of like harmonized sweeping solos mm. um mm. Uh, like over like as i say it's it is very much rooted in old fresh so it's yeah. we've got traditional riffing we've got traditional heavy parts i believe as well they're in quite a high tuning it feels yes. like it could yeah be, it sounds like it like the you know the, like megadeth most of the time and like a standard or something but it's still it's got a lot of power it's got a lot of punch mm. to it and as I, say, I think a big part of that is the bass playing is fantastic yes. yeah yeah um, and again, like there are bands who do a great show because you can watch all of this fantastic guitar playing. The bass player as well is a joy to watch. Like mm. he's moving all over the neck of his bass, and they do have a wonderful section which I think they've played a couple of times. We've seen them where they have an amazing guitar solo, and then they have a fantastic bass solo afterwards as well. And it's just great to watch people who are that proficient with their instruments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is topped off by vocalists as well, who has some of the loveliest looking hair <laughs> people I've ever seen. This is a band with um, good hair. Very good. Hair, uh, but he then sort of tops this off with a mix of cleans and like sort of slightly harsh vocals. So it's um, like slightly higher pitched. Like if you take the sort of like thrash yell and just push it a little bit further until it's like more of a scream, um, with some lower vocals as well, uh, and then with these sort of much like not quite power metal, but somewhere between thrash and power metal style clean vocals, which sort of soar over the top of things and bring home these really big choruses, uh, which they again like build up to with these really impressive guitar leads into these like really big and heavy. And I guess that's the other bit that doesn't really feel like old Bay Area thrash to me is some of the choruses. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a lot catchier, but then it will feed back into a like a riff that could have come from Exodus or something. Uh, well, no, but I guess like with that, I'm seeing more of like an Asian steel in it, like rather oh, than yeah, yeah. which might be. I don't really understand where these genres end or stop, but maybe yeah. they're more speed metal than they are thrash. Yeah, I don't really know what speed metal is though. Yeah, but yeah, if you get the gist from what we've said about it, like yeah. that's the sort of genre that it is. And I think the real big selling point is the guitaring from the two dads is the, these, this hard to look away from yeah. spreading. Like particularly, I got like um, from aforementioned luminous orange guitarist Dan, mm. I got a very uh, Michael Romeo of Symphony X who yes. on the last band yeah, covered yeah. Uh, vibe from it. It's got that kind of effortless, like just can't keep up with what the hands doing yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. And they do, they, they throw it in quite tastefully as well. Like a lot mm. of riffs will be an interesting chugging passage that will resolve in a quick sweep. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it adds into the riff rather than being something where you've got a riff going on and you just throw this crazy solo over the top. It is built into the riffs themselves. It's part of, you know, the DNA of the song, which makes it like way more organic to listen to. It feels much more natural. Yeah, yeah. And I think the huge part that holds this together is that bass playing. It yeah. is that, that kind of... Because it's all finger-style played. It has a brilliant tone. I think something about that just lends this more more power and more naturalness. It doesn't have that roboticism that a lot of hyper-technical yeah, bands in this definitely. nature can have. 
Like, yeah, there's, there's something a bit more natural about it. I mean, having a singer that's not attached to an instrument as well means they can have a lot more stage amount. presence. Yeah, yeah, and again, like, trying to play this stuff while you've got to sing as well is is a order too tall for pretty much anyone <laughs> I can think of. I want to mention as well, um, completely out of the metal realm, but uh, aforementioned yeah. uh, Orange Guitar Dan has a acoustic project called Solara, who are equally... Fucking brilliant. Fantastic band. We went to see him in a metal pub in Bristol and it was great because he announced halfway through, oh, it's so weird, everyone's standing here taller than you. And as one, the entire contents of the pub just sat down and appreciated this. You know, part of it's almost like metal guitar played on acoustic. In mm. these really, you know, sort of Rodrigo Y. Gabriella style sort of acoustic guitar battles. Um, it's a two-person project. And yeah, really interesting to listen to. And you can hear, because it's not, you know, covered in distortion like we like to do with guitars in metal, you can hear every single little bit and it just it sounds beautiful. It's a really nice project. So in it here, Dan's joined by another guitarist. But what I found really interesting is he's clearly still a metal player. And yeah. you watch, he's doing classic extreme metal guitar techniques mm. on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Which most yeah. people think, well, it doesn't normally work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, this guy's a guitar god. Like, there's no way around <laughs> it. He's definitely the best of the Bristol guitarists. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, I was truly blown away by the Acoustic Project, but equally, Aurelius are a truly great band. Like, mm. I believe they've got one EP out so far, but I think they're a band that would really be suited by doing a high-budget studio project. Yes, Like, yeah, studio yeah. recording kind of thing. Cause... Where you can hear all of that guitar in all its glory with the bass mixed really nicely. Like, I can imagine that sounding huge. Also, we haven't mentioned the drummer at all. The drummer does a very admirable job of holding us all together. He's new to the band as of a couple of months ago. Yes, And we've yeah, seen yeah. him play, as I say, three times. Like, in all three heats we saw, he, we've seen him play. And he's held the band together fantastically. Yeah, considering that the sort of... Because both of the guitars will go off and do these crazy things. And again, the bass is providing a really sort of powerful element, actually. And you can hear it almost all the time doing odd things. It does leave the drums in a bit of a position where you've got to hold this entire band down. And that is a really tall order with all the stuff that's going on here. So I think Ru Ruben does a fantastic job of doing that. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, like again, it's one of these things where I really appreciate drummers who aren't showy. Because there's a temptation in a band like this to just go, okay, I'm going to show how much of a fantastic drummer I am and all these fills that I can do, which I'm sure he's perfectly capable of doing. But instead, he sits there to hold the whole band in check and it gives it this basis from which the guitars and all the other stuff that's going on can actually build. Otherwise, it would all feel a bit just sort of all over the place. Yes, so yeah, no, holding, it, holding that down is really good. Drummers should be more reserved. It's an incredible talent and it's really, really hard to do. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Right, so another band from this competition we've seen a lot who actually, yeah, I would say a less metal than Aurelius, but their tuning is about five <laughs> yeah, steps lower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Iron Vault, who I'd say are very much rock in that kind of 80s hard rock vibe. Yeah. You, there's a little bit of Sunset Strip about it, but there's also mm. more of like some slightly prog influences and bits of metal in there. Yeah, but, yeah. But this is this is a five piece uh, from a female singer and then lead guitarist who does backing vocals, other guitarist, bass player, drummer, mm. and they just do catchy rock and roll. Like yeah. I think that's uh, the... so, uh, half of the time in drop A tuning, <laughs> which uh, gives them. It's a really interesting mix because they have some of these riffs which are in drop A and sound really heavy, and then mixed of you know these really catchy sort of upbeat rock choruses, um, which is executed really really well. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. And again, great bass sound holding the whole thing down. Yeah. Uh, with some really sort of simple but really catchy riffs to the whole thing. So the bass player will often do like a, a little bit of like slap bass, but slap bass just around one pattern. Yeah. But it, it's quite, it sounds great. Which is particularly impressive because he seems to be absolutely wasted every time we've <laughs> yeah, seen him. He downed two beers on stage after having had a lot of beer beforehand. Um, yeah. yeah, this is definitely the drunkest band. Of, <laughs> which I don't even know if the rest of them were drinking, but no, he no. made up for it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it, it didn't seem to affect the performance at all. So it didn't detract from the stage show. And with the two vocalists, they have a great, like, kind of live presence in the two vocalists. Yeah. So essentially, banter between songs, and and they'll do a lot of bits where they're doing the vocals together. And I found when I uh, when the female singer dropped out, I was like, oh shit, I thought that was her or that was him and I couldn't work out all the time which one was doing what. But the female singer has the much more sort of, I guess, forefront vocals and would do a lot more sort of work with her voice around the songs, whereas the guitarist obviously is playing guitar and he does more of the sort of backing up moments. But they lock in together really nicely and really drive home these big choruses. Yeah, yeah, and because this is a band where, as I say, that genre is based around big choruses. It is based around really sing along bits and they've got that in spades and like particularly seeing them today like that was an amazingly engaging set yeah really yeah. really impressive the one kind of leaning toward metal actually notice in it is the solos are metalist yes yeah like, yeah particularly the the guitarist is not a vocalist i saw was doing something i don't even know if you'd call it a solo but it was kind of this like on higher strings like absolutely lightning fast picking of yes, like yeah, one yeah. or two chords which had this real driving power you're like oh, that's a really interesting way of like using the spot where you put a solo to do something mm. that actually builds the song up to the final yeah, push like yeah, yeah. yeah and, and there's lots of little solos that the guitarists do over the sort of smaller parts of it part of the riffs which just feel like they could almost be part of thrash songs or something mm. um well, yeah which is a nice it's nice to see sort of a band which is more firmly in the hard rock camp taking influence from metal and using it in a way which actually furthers what they're doing. Yeah, totally. And they had some interesting things going on in the stage show. Yeah, I believe yeah. uh, one of the songs, I think, was about like the Three Little Pigs fairy tale, yeah. in which the singer brought on a picnic basket full of pig masks and a wolf mask, handed them out to the band, put on a red riding hood shawl, yep, yep. and so we got a band like... All wearing pig masks while playing catchy hard rock. Yeah. Uh, it was bizarre. And then, and then, part of the way through, one of the guitarists, uh, just as one of them needs to come in to do some vocals, the guitarist wearing the wolf mask comes over to him and rips off his pig mask with the jaws of the wolf mask. <laughs> and then he can now come in and fill out the vocals because his mask has been ripped off. Which is a, there's a really nice little bit of stage show there. Yeah. I like that. These guys, I, I, I believe they've been going a little while because they've got. Um, two albums recorded, although apparently the first album they don't like anymore. Oh, but yeah. but yeah, this, so they've got like especially their latest album I've heard is really really solid. Um, yeah, so they've clearly been going a while. And they've clearly honed what they're doing. Like mm. it, it was an immensely impressive show. I don't know how like bloodstocky it is, but yeah, but like as I say, this is a great kind of event for having all that kind of crossover we've got bands who are well and truly in the extreme metal camp mm. and then stuff all the way through to rock and it's 
I feel as much as we appreciate all yeah, of that. Yeah, I think it's really cool to see that sort of stuff side by side. And uh, well, we'll get to the band who played after Iron Vault in a bit. But yeah, like you get sometimes you get a bit of genre whiplash. But for me, it's really nice to see all those different things coming together. And to, you know, I guess you know, just for these bands to be able to chat to each other and say, oh, you guys play this. This is really cool. We play something completely different. But you know, yeah, you all yeah. get on and you all enjoy the stuff that you play. So, from uh, Whiplash to Epilepsy, a uh, <laughs> band we've also seen twice, uh, this is Pillar. Pillar are an interesting one. I think they're in that camp of, like, slightly experimental death metal. These yeah. guys have a stage show mainly based around having two lights on either side of the stage, yes. like, flashing um, in kind of in, in unison, and it, it's yeah. got that kind of quite um, unsettling vibe to it. They They have a whole look as well. It's this, like, kind of... The relatively common theme as well, but the the, the hooded band, like, yeah. kind of all anonymous looking members. And then you have um, the singer who, again, particularly the first time we saw him, put on a fantastic stage show. Uh, he wears this sort of like skin tight cloak style thing with a hood up over it. When he first started, he had a lectern at the front, and he does this thing where he moves in this strange sort of staccato, static style way, suddenly shifting from one position to the other, which really reminds me of the nurses from Silent Hill. Because he equally had like the limbs bent kind of quite naturally. Yeah. It's slightly disappointing because I saw him um, the other week for the first time ever, and then saw him again today, and it was so hot today. They'd all like removed their hoods quite early on and weren't quite as into the stage show as the first time we'd seen them. I'd say the music was kind of tighter, and, and we should get into them. The music is that kind of quite angular death metal. It's very based around complex, slightly weird time signature riffs. Like, yeah, and sort of upsetting chords. Yeah. The, the, it, the bits where I like this most is when it's playing a riff that, on the surface, you think this could probably be a catchy riff if you played normal chords, but they're playing chords which are just, just sound a bit wrong. Mm. And the whole thing leaves you with this, like, yeah, like angular, just sense of unease about the whole thing, paired with um, a crazy sort of varied vocal style, all the way from sort of like really deep sort of guttural vocals up to these like shrieks. Um, and and, uh, and actually well placed pig squeals. Yes. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm on and off on whether like how much I enjoy those, but this guy uses them to good effect. Mm. Like um, the musicianship is excellent. They don't show off much though. Mm. I think the the complexity is in the you trying to head bang along going like I've lost it. What time signature is this in? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of riffs where. Again, on the surface, it sounds simple, and then you try to work out exactly what's going on. You think, no, that's not what it sounds like. And I really like the ones where they take something that sounds like a rock riff and then make it ugly. Yeah. In, in, in a way which doesn't quite make sense. There's bits of it which is like, okay, that's a sort of like transition between some power chords, but then the rest of it just sounds weird. Mm. The, the, so they're a band, I think, very early on in the lifespan. Like, as I say, their stage show has moments of brilliance. Mm. I do think it's something. They need to work on, like, the thing I keep saying about them is, if you've got hoods, you've got to keep them up for the whole set. I know it's, like, 30 degrees in that venue, but... I, I feel for them slightly in this baking heat. Um, but, but, yeah, yeah it, it, it was a really good look when they get it right, and I feel like when you're a band who are trying to develop a stage show at the same time you're trying to develop music, obviously that is way more complex to do. That, yeah. that is yeah. a... That is a tall order. But the music is there and interesting. Yeah. Again, like the only criticism of the music is I want them to focus on the nasty, super negative bits of it more. Because yeah. they have a few too many riffs that are a bit like, oh, I've heard that before. I want more yeah. 
I want more terrifying evil. And then they have a lot of that. Yeah, because well, there's bits of it that really remind me of the sort of like more brutally aggressive bits of Gojira or something like that. But then it adds this like, and to me it really feels thematically like it's come from black metal. Like this, this sinister bit just gets in and makes it sound a bit off and wrong. Like particularly towards the end of the set, they had a song which had this really fast-picked, heavily distorted intro oh, that was yeah, like yeah. immensely reminiscent of uh, the Australian band Portal. Yes, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel they're like they're ever so slightly leaning to that direction because Portal, a band I really want to cover mm. on the podcast yes, at some yeah, time. Because yeah. I know they're devices of hell, but I really enjoy them. But yeah, they, these had elements of that, and it. It just felt like one of those bands very early on in their lifespan. So I'm so excited to see where and, they and go with even this. Even their sort of like sort of stage costumes and stuff, like it, it's really reminiscent of Portal. So I can definitely see this getting you know darker and more unsettling. And I'd be really in for listening to something like that that just leaves you feeling on edge constantly. I, I don't have a good transition for this into Voluntas. <laughs> the next band, the next band we're covering of Voluntas, who are like polar opposite in kind of. Still a very extreme band, but these guys are, like, they're fresh. They are one truly fresh metal. Like, yeah. they are fresh metal as hell. Their singer is a huge Metallica fan, yes. and it, it shows. So this is your classic fresh lineup of two guitars, bass player, drummer, mm. guitarist is the main vocalist, you know, yeah. the, the Metallica setup. The interest, the really interesting addition with Voluntas is their bass player drops in these ultra guttural death yeah, metal vocals. These, these horrific low gurgling noises that he makes, which um, again trades off a lot with the lead vocalist Mark and like puts them together in a lot of the choruses, which really it adds this little extra bit where it just gathers your attention more because you're dealing with these, I guess, your more traditional, like, aggressive, sort of more shouted thrash vocals, and then you switch it with this really low noise and it constantly keeps your attention shifting around and, you know, really focusing in on what they're doing. So the thing this band have over a lot of bands attempting to do new thrash is their drummer is a monster who keeps things like... So, really interestingly with this band, we've seen them three times now in the last mm. couple of months, and the first time we saw them, they had a guy filling in on drums, and the first time we saw them, was like, oh yeah, this is pretty good, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. The next time we saw them was with the drummer they used to, and it shows yeah. the power of like having a drummer who locks in with the band. Yes. Because yeah. the, the set was like, it was night and day, they were so, so brilliant. It's, like, it's so much more aggressive, and particularly at today's show, like, the drummer was getting so, so into it, uh, like, smashing the hell out of his kit, um, and it shows, like, and again, he, he's a, a technically amazingly proficient drummer, like, he puts some amazing grooves in there, really nice little fills as well, mm. which, like, I really, really appreciate, and these, I don't think they played this song today, actually, but he's got a really nice little drum groove that he puts over one particular bit, which is moving, sort of, between the cymbals and the snare, and doing some sort of triplets around the toms, which I really, really like, and again, he never does these ludicrously long drum fills, they're in that thrash tradition of this really fast, but really sort of in-your-face, like, stab, and then back to what he's playing, but he puts some really nice grooves in it as well. Fantastic double bass work too, which pushes the whole thing, gives it this crazy momentum, which is really like, Volontas gather amazing momentum with their songs. They've got so many great riffs pushed forward by this drumming, and then the dual vocals on top as well. Just, yeah. Because it's exactly what you want from Fresh. Like, every riff they have is immensely headbangable. Yes. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it's just, and it's got that vibe where you want to drink and party to it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and actually, those low guttural vocals are amazing because the bass player is like 
really interestingly restrained with them because he drops them as like a kind of like kind of rhythmic stab of like yeah, a quick yeah. like a quick noise. It's not like absolutely long screams. Are no, they, no. You know, there's there's like a, a like sometimes one word or sometimes a few words like at the end of another passage. Uh, and then it goes back, and yeah, it's sort of almost part of the rhythm as well as being, you know, vocals. Yeah, yeah. And then these bass playing is excellent. The thing I haven't got to is like I was very impressed as well. Like the guitarists have a great grasp of melody. Their solos, mm. while extremely technical and very proficiently played, haven't they're, they're memorable. They're, yeah, they're cool. yeah, yeah. They sound great. They like they're just really well written. And which... there's there's one particular song. Its name does escape me. But they, they started off with both guitarists sort of doing this, um, not quite harmonised, but this really similar sort of pattern that they play together. It's like, this, melodically, is amazingly well-written. Um, really, really catchy. And then goes into this thrash. But it doesn't, again, it does it very naturally. Like, it's a melodic part, but it's not super melodic. It still has that sort of, like, dirt to it that you'd expect from a thrash band. So it transitions really well into the sort of more traditional thrashy riffs. Yeah, yeah, because with all of this, they keep the heaviness throughout. Like, yeah. it's catchy, it's heavy, it's melodic, it, it is just a really complete package. And amazingly, they don't really have, like, a proper recording together yet. I believe yeah. they've just recorded something recently, so unfortunately we've got nothing to show for this. But this is one of the bands I'm so excited to yes. see what's coming. Like, yeah, pay attention. Um, I mean, if you are in Bristol, if you're ever in Bristol, definitely check them out. Like, they put on a fantastic live show and you won't regret it. Like, live, they are the shit. But I'm sh- I'm sure this can translate to studio yeah. really yeah, well. Yeah. So I'm just waiting to see what they do, you know. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. And talking of live <laughs> being incredible... So a band I've come across earlier this week. Yeah. This is the final band we'll be covering today. Um, and like both me and Rob saw them for the first time this afternoon. Yes. This is the death metal powerhouse Body Harvest. Yeah. I could not believe this set earlier. I, I, no, I did not expect something like this. I mean, I, we've, as we've been saying, we've been really blown away by a lot of the bands we've seen. I did not expect like what I would consider... You know, paying full price for a normal gig, like full on punishing, brutal, like death metal for the whole, just this amazing set where there was a mosh pit for almost the entire thing. Um, it, it was ugh. half a, a half an hour of balls to the wall, like non-stop punishment. Like the, throughout, the drummer is a machine that drives us forward. Yeah. So what we've got with this band is. Drummer, bass player, two guitarists. Both the guitarists do vocals. Yeah. And so they, they have a great mix in their sound. There's like some bits of that modern um, American tech death scene in there. Mm. There's also like hints of the old Swedish death yes. metal. Yeah. There's hints of the early American scene. Mm. Like um, particularly the the kind of, I guess, more backing vocalist really reminds me of Immolation's vocalist. Yes. Yeah, like, he's yeah, got that low that. Like, but slightly breathy growl. Yeah. But this, unlike Immolation, this is so much more fast. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. No, this really hits you. And, you know, the guitar tone that they get when they're both doing these really sort of fast guitar sections is just this really big hit. Like, it's this huge wall of, like, fantastically well-toned guitars. Like, it's it has this... It's when you hear that sort of really fast picking that just locks into this very particular rumbling sound. And it and it's so unbelievably heavy to hear that live. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like this is such a full package of 
It sounded heavy as fuck. Mm. It was perfectly tight. Like, the bass playing was fucking spectacular. And the tone, there's very few moments where everything drops out for the bass to have, like, its kind of couple of seconds Mm. in the spotlight. Mm. And it was always this brilliantly technical, brilliantly toned. Like, I just, I couldn't believe kind of how everything sounded yeah, in this and even then, when you had some moments where you say had one guitar that was holding a note while the other was going, you could hear the bass really clearly. Mm. When it all locks in and forms this giant assault sort of rumble, it is quite hard to make out a lot of things. But that's because it's locking in to create this wall of sound. But there were a lot of moments where you really could hear the bass playing, and it drives home this fundamental heaviness that they have. So, like as you'd expect, the lyrics seem to be brutal and disgusting. Yeah. Exactly what you want. The vocal delivery from both vocalists... Both vocalists actually have a similar tone. It's mm. this kind of low bludgeoning. Or the singer does have... The main vocalist does have a couple of higher Yeah, moments. he has a couple of higher screams. And the, sort of, um, the other guitar player who also does the vocals can hit the much lower ones as we were talking mm. about. So it's a similar thing. But again, the ability to trade off and to sort of go a little bit outside of each other's ranges adds a big thing. And a bit more variation, and when you get both of them coming in doing something, you get hit by this sudden like burst of power from it, which yeah, is great. Yeah, and the drummer is a fucking monster. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I, I can't, I can't believe. I, I don't think he had triggers on the kit for this. I mean, no. fair enough if he did, it would be quite reasonable. Yeah. But the speed of his double kicks throughout, and then he has that amazing. He's got the death metal snare tone. Yes, he's yeah, got yeah. that kind of suffocation um, when they go into the you know the. The hand chopping section. Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. there was just so many moments where I, I felt the the snare going. I was like, yes, that is just. And it hasn't it, it hasn't got the sort of like I guess the too tight sort of pinging sound that you can sometimes get. It still has power, but it's still distinct enough for you to make it out in some of these blast beat sections, which mm. yeah, like they throw in, and it's really really intense when that happens. But you can still make out what's being played because they've got that sound down to a T. And the, the drummer, like, while holding down this, like, complete assault, does throw in some amazing films. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it manages to be inventive within the midst of all this chaos that's going on. Yeah, and we saw his hand afterwards. Apparently he's wounded today, yeah, but yeah, still... He was, yeah, went for a cymbal grab and just, like, hit it at the right angle. And, yeah, that is going to really fuck you up. So he did an amazing job managing to keep this incredibly fast and tight sound going with that injury. Yeah, yeah. So the band, I think, have been around for about six years now, although they've had a massive lineup shift with, I believe, new drummer and bass player. Could be wrong on that. Um, so they've got an older album out, but that's with the original lineup. And I think this is really one of those cases where a band has evolved and moved mm-hmm. on. Like, so the other day they dropped their new single. Um, uh, uh, what's the name of it? The Prophet. The Prophet. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good single. It's really worth checking out the music video. Um, you may in the music video, at least I thought this when I first watched it. I thought only one of the guitarists was doing vocals, but they they both do live, um, and that works really well. This the single is a really interesting one because it is this really aggressive, punishing death metal song. But at the same time, it's got these really catchy like. And again, these are the bits that kind of remind me of bits of Swedish death metal. These really sort of like catchy, sinister riffs towards the beginning, which are really good and really build you into this intense part. Because because they're a band that gets the stopping for a bit, pulling yes. right back, giving you a couple of bars of slow, like maybe yeah. one guitar, then, then <laughs> yeah. And that really reminds me, actually, the last song they played at this show we saw today, they did this amazingly tight thing towards the end of the set, as they have these bits where they stop for maybe a bar, just out of nowhere in the middle of this blast, and then just start again, and just stop. 
uh, and they did that perfectly. There was not a like hum of feedback from a guitar, just stopped. And then immediately straight back in, and it yeah, it just gives you this tension towards the end, which is really great. You know, it, it was it was fucking incredible. They have a new album dropping very soon. I'm really excited to hear it. Can't wait to see what these guys do. And they're a band to just if you're ever in a position to catch them live. I don't know how much they're going to tour outside the UK, but with all these bands, there'll be good studio stuff coming. Yeah, so definitely. I know we've got a lot of listeners outside the UK, like. Follow them on Facebook, wait yes. for something great to drop, because yeah, yeah. I guarantee there is a new masterpiece coming between one of these, it's yes, got to be yeah, between one of these definitely guys. definitely some of these things. We've been amazingly sort of fortunate to see all these fantastic bands in Bristol recently. It's yeah, it's really blown my mind to see how much great stuff is emerging, like, right now. Because yeah, as I say, like, um, and Rob sort of touched on this as well, like, when we were first going to these gigs in Bristol... Mm. It was just a lot of copy-paste metalcore bands. Yeah. And I say, like, metalcore is not a genre that, like, is inherently bad or anything. It's just, there were so many bands in that standard, like, heavy verse, clean chorus, like... It's great to see the variation coming in and all sorts of different styles. Like, you know, comparing something like Body Harvest to Hemeria and then to Pila and then to Aurelius and Iron Vault. It's like all these crazy different genres and Volantas and it's like, yeah absolutely massive variation in stuff that's coming through but all these bands doing something really interesting with that genre which yeah, is great yeah totally like because really with this what we want to show off is the Bristol metal scene is alive and well it's yeah. it's really impressive I couldn't mm. believe the level of quality there was in it yeah and you know of course the way this works in Bristol the reason we've got a great scene is because there's a load of Great promoters putting this on. Yeah, yeah. Um, members of the excellent band Mortishead put a yes, lot of work yeah, in for this today's place. Job. Uh, we've got great booking agencies like Eradication Booking are becoming a big thing recently. Yes, They've yeah. put on some fantastic gigs in Bristol. Um, we've also got a number of like a, still a decent number of great local venues. Like yeah. there have been some closures recently, but there's still a great number. There's the Exchange and the Fleece and places like that. And the Exchange is where we've seen all of these gigs. They're still putting all of this on, which is brilliant. Like it's great to have those spaces where smaller bands can play and gather audiences. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I wanted to get to the way this works, the way this has worked, is go support your local scene. Yeah. If you know, if you there's a load of unsigned bands playing, you don't know, but you know, it's maybe a genre you like. Turn up, see what it's like. Mm. If they're good, buy a t-shirt. This yeah, is what yeah, yeah. this is what keeps things going. It's what keeps the engine of great music ticking over. And it's really worked in Bristol. It seems to have come to an amazing head. We have a beautiful scene full of truly lovely people. Yeah. Like, Chris, we not even mentioned Mist, who we've covered on the yeah. podcast before, <laughs> who are absolutely excellent. Yeah. Like, Fan- again, doing a fantastic thing, which is nothing like any of the bands we've discussed today. And, you know, like a bunch of members of Mist were down today at the gig, you know, coming along to support, and that's such a huge thing to just be around and chatting to people and being part of this and seeing all these other bands and putting on new shows. It's, yeah, it's wonderful to just be along to these things. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really honoured and privileged we get to be involved in all this stuff. Yeah. So, as usual, boring old plugs. Uh, follow us um, at Breakfast Metal on Twitter, Phil's Breakfast Metal, Facebook.com, um, Phil's Breakfast Metal at gmail.com. Yep, emails. Anything, any thoughts you have about this episode? You've found another band in Bristol that's really cool, send them our way. Send um, your local bands. Let's, yeah, let's know how your scene looks. If you're from a different city, I'm sure, like, this is by no means an anomaly. There is yeah. great. 
like the quality of metal in 2018 is amazing. Yeah, the end of the year episode's looking like it's gonna be a really, really hard one. <laughs> but um As I say, Rob, I have a spreadsheet already of the 40 albums I've listened to this year so far. And they're all good. <laughs> um so yeah, like also if you could spare the time, a review on iTunes would be absolutely great. Like yeah. And just get in touch. We'd love some feedback on this stuff. Yeah. To leave you for this episode, we're going to play um, free to download on Bandcamp, Body Harvest's new track. This is a Hierarchy of Grief from the forthcoming album. I don't know the name of it yet, but wait and see. It's, it's going to be great. Like parasitic Enslavement or something like that. It's a, it's a really great title. <laughs> it's going to be good. Classic metal <laughs> title, yeah. Yeah.